been a few weeks, I think. Continue in Psalm 111. I'd like to read from Psalm 111, verses 1 through 8. We'll focus just a little bit on verse 8. So if you'd like to turn in the Word to Psalm 111, I'd like to read that. Before I do, I would just like to share that Cherry and I were in Connecticut uh, last weekend. And uh, actually, my ears are still there. Uh, when I went up in the plane, you know, my ears never came back down. So I kind of feel like I'm talking in a tunnel. Uh, but I know I'm not. <clears throat> and uh, you can continue to pray for the saints there. Uh, they're really struggling in many ways. Uh, they have no shepherd on the ground, so to speak. And uh, they're struggling, some in their marriages, some with issues of child raising, some with great pressure at work. All of them seem to have severe health issues. And uh, they're very, uh, not discouraged, I guess, but uh, uh, they're in a battle. And if you continue to pray for them. So Psalm 111, verse 1, beginning in verse 1, excuse me. Praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, studied by all who have pleasure in them. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endures forever. He has made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He has given food to those who fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He has declared to his people the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. The works of his hands are verity and justice. All his precepts are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. Well, two weeks ago, I think it was, excuse me, my voice apparently is still also back in Connecticut. Two weeks ago, uh, in verse 7, we saw that all the works of the Lord, all that he has done and all that he will do are done in verity or truth. All done according to his word, which is truth. And all his works are done in justice, it says, according to his perfect and his righteous judgment. And the works of his hands, it says, all that he does in the works of creation and providence are done in truth. And in fact, they confirm the truth. In verse 8, then, it says, verse 8 is basically repeating and emphasizing, uh, taking off of verse 7, all God's precepts which are sure stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. All his word stands fast forever and ever. So stand fast means basically unmovable, again, uh, or unyielding. It also means steadfast. It means unshakable. And that is what the word of God is, brothers and sisters. The word of God is unshakable. The word of God stands fast forever and ever. And I wasn't going to share this, but as I was thinking about this, and I'm thinking of the series that Phil is going through in Revelation, almost every week, at least I come away with thinking the Word of God, every, every part of the Word of God is meant to be known and applied and rejoiced in. That's what I receive every week uh, as we go through Revelation. It's unshakable. It stands fast forever and ever. And His Word is done, and all His promises are carried out in truth and in uprightness, it says. What God has said can never be unsaid. And he will accomplish all his will. He will accomplish all that he has declared. And the unbelief of man will have no effect on his promises and on his will being done. In Numbers 23, it says, God is not a man 
that he should lie, or son of man that he should repent? Has he said, and will he not do it? Has he spoken, and will he not fulfill it, or will he not carry it out? It's rhetorical. Of course he will, and he can. He will do what he has said. He will make good and fulfill all that he has spoken. Now, the next time we look at Psalm 11 in a couple of weeks, uh, we will focus on verse 9, and uh, that is saying that God has sent redemption to his people. We are redeemed. We are his redeemed this morning, rejoicing in that redemption. And at the time this uh, Psalm 111 was written, uh, this, this passage is likely referring to his bringing the people uh, of Israel out of Egypt and bringing them into the promised land. Lord God drove out the Canaanites from that land, um, and that was the fulfillment of his promise to the patriarchs. While the expulsion of those people out of that land, uh, the former inhabitants, the Canaanites, uh, that was a just judgment for their sins. They were expelled for that. In Deuteronomy 9, Moses said to the people, Do not think in your heart, after the Lord your God has cast them out before you, so there's the promise, he's saying it's going to be fulfilled, after the Lord your God has cast them out before you, saying, because of my righteousness, the Lord has brought me in to possess this land. But it is because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is driving them out from before you. It is not because of your righteousness or the uprightness of your heart that you go in to possess their land, but because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord your God drives them out from before you, and that he may fulfill the word which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob. So he's fulfilling his word, his promises, as he always will. And his promises to us today, as we come to commune with him now, are given to us because of his work of grace in our hearts. All his acts of grace to us are according to his truth, according to his word. And his promises to us and his works of grace in our lives, his redemption of us, and his giving to us the nations as our inheritance are, of course, not due to our righteousness, but due to the righteousness of Christ and all the promises of God which have their yes and their amen in Christ. Second Corinthians 1 says, All the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. Matthew Henry said, All God's commandments are sure, all have been fulfilled by Christ, and remain with him. In other words, they are steadfast in him. They will stand fast in Christ. And he goes on, he sent, he sent redemption to his people out of Egypt at first and often afterwards. And these were typical or they were a type of the great redemption which in the fullness of time was to be wrought out or to be worked out by the Lord Jesus. In Psalm 92, the psalmist's uh, inspired title of Psalm 92, it says, A Song for the Sabbath Day. Brothers and sisters, this is the Sabbath day. This is a part of a song for the Sabbath day. Verse 4 says, For you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I will triumph in the works of your hands. We are rejoicing in the triumph that we have in the Lord Jesus this morning, the works of his hands. May that be uh, the result of hearing this psalm this morning, that we will be made glad through his work, as we recognize that. And so we can be glad this morning that we can walk in the victory of Lord Jesus over our sin as we remember what he did on the cross and as we're reminded in this table and uh, the elements on it that we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb 
by the works of his hands. And we can triumph this morning in the works of his hands in our redemption through the Lord Jesus Christ, all according to his word, which will stand fast forevermore. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we do rejoice this morning that you have given your promises to us, your precious and very great promises, your sure and steadfast word, and they stand fast forever. And you do all your works. They are all according to your word and are done in truth and uprightness. Oh Lord, we ask that you would prepare our hearts now to rejoice in the table of the Lord, which we keep according to your word. Lord, you have made us glad through your work. And we triumph in the work and the works of your hands, in the coming of the Lord Jesus and in our redemption through his finished work on the cross. And we partake now of this covenant meal, not because of our own righteousness, but because of the righteousness of Christ imputed to us, and because you are a God of grace and a God of forgiveness. And we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen.